Hallelujah. Amen. Let's once more give the Lord our God a round of applause. Amen. By the grace of God, we are almost at the tail end of the month of May. And some of us will be leaving school for the vacation. Whilst the leadership continue with their work, both their spiritual responsibilities and academic work on campus. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause to say thank you for taking us through it all. Hallelujah. Amen. Last year, by this time, the whole, not the whole nation per se, but some parts of Ghana were under serious lockdown. And we were praying that the Lord should help us. By the grace of God, God has done it for us. He has lifted the, rest, the restrictions and we, we can move about. We can continue with our education and do other things. Other things like coming to church and going here and there. I believe the Lord is very, very gracious to Ghana. Amen. Please lift up your hands and let us see, Lord, we thank you for your generosity towards the nation Ghana. We appreciate you. Amen. This morning, I want to use this opportunity to thank the campus pastor, Reverend Dr. Stephen Yenuson Wingham for extending a right hand of fellowship to me to come and be a blessing to you. I appreciate you so much and I'm not taking it for granted at all, at all, at all, at all. In the same vein, I want to salute the leadership of AGCM led by a very good friend and a gentleman of all gentlemen. President, I salute you. Vice President, I salute you. General Secretary, I salute you. All the leaders, I salute you. I'm so grateful. Um, your, your administration, your regime is a very wonderful one. And I acknowledge that. May God richly bless you. Amen. My dear wife, I've been introduced to you already. She's my wife, the mother of my children, the Senior Associate Pastor of Living Springs Assemblies of God. And above all, my buddy, buddy, God bless you, madam. Thank you for coming with me. For your information, those of you who don't know, she's an alumni of University of Ghana, Legon, and an alumni of AGCM. So I'm connected to you in a way. Amen. This morning, I've been tasked to speak on the topic purity, fighting carnality. Purity, fighting carnality. Let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Today we'll be reading a lot of scripture, a lot of scripture. So if you can't follow the reading, just take the notes down. Amen. I've sent the outline of my message to um, one of you, 
so that it will be projected. So please kindly do that. It will fast track the message for all of us. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We are reading from verse 1 all the way to 21. So please keep in step with us. Amen. Shall we hear the reading of God's word? Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and has given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know, that no warmonger, no unclean person, no covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers of them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever, sorry, for whose, this King James, for whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he said, Awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is essence, but be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Amen. Father, we come before you this morning. We want to hear from you. May you speak your words of life into our hearts, into our spirit, into our soul, and into our subconsciousness. We pray, Lord, that you, O oh God, will open the heavens and visit us once more. Visit us, O oh God, with your word. Visit us, O oh God, with your power. Visit us, O oh God, with your presence. 
and may you visit us, O God, with a sign accompanying your message. We bless you. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now, as mentioned earlier, I've been tasked to speak on purity, fighting carnality. I don't have all the time to define every word here. So let me define words that needed to be defined. For example, carnality. What is carnality? Carnality is feeling morbid sexually. Desire or a propensity to lewdness, lasciviousness, lubricity, prurience, pruriency, amativeness, sexiness, amorousness, erotism, the arousal of feelings of sexual desire. This from the Oxford English Dictionary. Now, what does it mean to be kindly minded? To be kindly minded. The carnal mind is not subject to the law of God. Meaning it refuses to take orders. The mindset on the flesh refuses to take orders from the law of love, which is the word of God. It refuses to take orders from God's word. The carnal mind aspires to nothing higher than a hostile, self-centered, and selfish state. What is the opposite of carnality? It's simple. The opposite of the state of being carnal is abstinence. It's asceticism, sobriety, and temperance. So if you want to know the opposite of carnality or carnally mindedness, then you need to just understand what we mean by abstinence. Period. One word. Hello. Secondly, you need to be assertive. Assertism is not just saying yes. It is also saying no. Just standing your grounds and let your no be no and your yes, yes. Hello. If somebody offers you a stick of cigarette, all that you need to say is thank you, but no. Hello. Or no, thank you. Hello. So you need to be assertive and you, you need to have some sober-mindedness. You need to be temperance in everything you do. Now, let's get into some introductory scriptures. Number one, Galatians 5, 19 to 21. The Bible says that now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Please, um, I would rather prefer that you give me the scriptures. We are not here to look at the time. Hello, we are here to hear the word of God. When it's time, give me the time and I will stop. Hello. So please give me the scriptures rather. We are here for the word of God. If you agree with me, say yes, I do. If you don't, you can still say yes, I don't. All right, thank you. Let's move on. Right, now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, 
murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they will do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. All the above mentions are manifestations of carnality. And the Bible says that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And I believe we want to inherit the kingdom of God. Both here on earth and heaven above. Hello. The kingdom of God is both here on earth and heaven above. So you need to inherit God's kingdom. And because we need to inherit God's kingdom, we need to abhor all the manifestations of carnality. Carnality, and for that matter, the works of the flesh have led many mighty men to their defeat. The Bible has some few examples. For example, Samson. Samson was a mighty man of God, anointed of God from the womb. Some of us, we are first generation Christians. I grew up in a home where there was no Bible. I grew up in a home where every morning they pour libation. So for us to come to Christ, it took the grace of God. Hello. But some of you, when you were in the womb, your parents were praying for you. They were laying hands on you right from the womb. Like my children, right from the womb, we were praying for them. Hello. So Samson was anointed right from the womb. But he lost his anointing. God destined him to overcome the Philistines. But he lost that purpose of life. He lost his sight. He lost everything because he was carnally minded. I don't have all the time to mention David. A man God loved so much. When it was time for kings to go to battle, he was lazing about in the house. You must be where God is. Hello. If the presence of God is where you are, he will preserve and protect you. If you need to be in church, you need to be in church. Amen. But if you are not where God is, then you are on your own. So on that faithful day, David was on his own and he saw a naked woman bathing. And the Bible says he could not resist it. And that brought a whole lot of calamity, trouble, not only to him, but to Israel. Sometimes when you fall, you are not the only one who suffers. Your parents suffer, your siblings suffer, everybody suffers, your friends suffer. God forbid it. But imagine your pastor, or a very renowned pastor, I don't want to mention any specific name, falls to the sin of immoral act. What will happen? A lot of people will backslide with him. A lot of people will fall with him. So please, don't think about yourself alone when it comes to fighting carnality. Think about others. Hello. Think about others. Am I reaching somebody this morning? Because of this, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 9, 26 to 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 26 to 27. Paul said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainty. 
so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it on into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself sh should be a castaway. May God forbid it that you become a signpost directing people to the Lord and you yourself be a castaway. May you not be a castaway. May I not be a castaway. May we not be a castaway. But the only way out is to beat this flesh, this body. Brethren, if you let loose this body, what this body can do, when you stand back, you will not believe it that that is your body doing what it's doing. This flesh must be disciplined. This flesh must be beaten. This flesh must be controlled. This flesh must be brought to subjection. If you don't do that, you try it for three seconds. Let loose your body and stand back and watch your body. How many of you know that you are not your body? The real you is in you. The body is only a carrier of you. So don't let the body determine what you should do. But you should determine what the body should do. So that one day when you let down this body and you take the glorified body when you pick the glorified body on your way to heaven, you will look at the body and say, I brought you to subjection and today I'm free from this body of sin. Hallelujah. If you believe that, say, I believe. Three areas of carnality that we must fight against all the time. Just three. Number one, the lust of the flesh. Number two, the lust of the eyes. Number three, the pride of life. And all these are captured in 1 John chapter 2, 15 to 17. Let's have 1 John 2, 15 to 17. The Bible says that, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away, and the last thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Somebody say, I will do the will of God and I will abide forever. May you abide forever. I say, may you abide forever. Sometimes people ask this theoretical question that the Bible says, for God so loved the world. So why is the Bible saying that we should not love the world? Listen to me. There are three kinds of world. We have the cosmic world. The cosmic world is made up of the earth, the galaxies, in fact, the universe. All these things, God created them. He said, let there be in the world. And we call it the world. Then we have the systemic world. The systemic world is what the Bible says we should not love. The systems of this world. Hello? What the world is projecting as ideal. Today, the world is projecting LGBTQ+, as ideal. Should we buy into it? No. That is the system of this world, and they are forcing it on other nations. The world is projecting celebrities that are no celebrities. Go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, then you will see what we call the hall of faith. You will see pure, biblical, godly celebrities and pattern your life according to them and you will become a celebrity. Hello. 
Are you here with me? What the world calls celebrity is no celebrity at all. That is their way or their system of life. So we have the systemic world. And the Bible says that we should not love the system of this world. And what is the system of this world? The lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eyes. Today somebody gets some two-by-four car and he says, I'm a celebrity. He puts it on social media everywhere. The brand new car you have today, in three weeks' time, will be an obsolete something. Hello? How many of you have heard of Nokia? Is it 3310 or what? Nokia 3310. Those days, if you have it, then you are the guy of the day. But today, where is Nokia 3310? Today, some of you are fighting to get iPhone what? X Plus or what? Let me tell you, very soon, it will be obsolete. Is somebody here with me? The system of this world. The pride of life. People have become so proud and we call it celebrity. Fame. People are fighting for fame. When God promotes you, that will be proper fame. That will bring you proper fame because it will bring glory to God. God promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the whole nation gave themselves to God. May God promote you. May God lift you up and may nations come to know Jesus. Whatever you do, that doesn't bring glory to God. It's not faith. Hello. Now let's get into our discussion proper for today. How can we live pure lives in these evil days? In these days of evil. In these last days. At one pastoral conference, pastors were discussing whether it is possible to live pure lives in these days of ours. Let me tell you, it is possible. If Mordecai made it in a foreign land, you can make it in your own homeland. If Daniel made it in a foreign land, he did not defile himself, you can equally make it. Amen. If Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego during their days stood even the orders of the king, you can stand the test of these days. These days of evil. You turn around, evil everywhere. One day, then back in the day, I've been praying with my wife at the Achimota Forest. That was where we started. Immediately, I proposed and response came. Yes, we started praying. Ours, our courtship. One day, somebody asked in the church. Daddy, have you been taking mommy out? I say yes. We do visit the Achimota Forest. Hello. Some of you, all your outing takes place somewhere. Well, that's, a, that, that's your choice. So we've been praying at the Achimota Forest. Every weekend, we stop attending weddings. We stop attending funerals. Every weekend, right in the morning from 6 a.m., you will see us at the Achimota Forest. And we do come late in the afternoon from 4 o'clock there about. So one day, after we got married, in fact, I wanted to pray. So I decided to go back to the Achimota Forest to pray, a holy land. Evil everywhere, a holy land. I went to the Achimota Forest. I was praying on the fields, um, the golf fields. Then I moved on to the um, badminton and other um, disciplines where the place is a little quiet. 
Then I said, no, let me move it to the forest proper. I got into the forest proper, and here is a couple. I don't know whether it's some prophet with somebody doing their own thing. All my anointing came down. Brethren, evil everywhere. One day I visited Water Hall. I was going to visit my daughter. No, I was taking her to school. So when we got to Water Hall, it was a little dark. My light was so immediately we turned. Some two couple were doing their own thing. My daughter said, Daddy, off the light. I off the light. Then I asked her, is this the kind of things you people endure? She said, no comment. Brethren, evil everywhere. How do you survive? How do you live? A life of purity and fight carnality in these last days. Three things. Number one, according to the text we read, be filled with the wisdom of God. Be filled with the wisdom of God. Ephesians chapter 5 from verse 15 to 17. The Bible says that be very careful then how you live. Brother, be careful how you live. Some of us will live anyhow. Last weekend I was in Bekwai for a funeral. One of us, when we were young and we were in the church, we had um, now it's called youth ministry. Then it was called CA, Christ Ambassadors. And we were the leaders then. So when we left, we kept the group. We had a platform. But one of us lost the wife. And we went to the funeral. So we went in the bus. And it was like catching up old, old memories. And we were all together. Then we remembered one of our brothers, Mr. Alfred Gager. He's now the men's ministry rep for Accra West. When we visited him at Katanga Hall in, in KNUST, we were about eight about three ladies and five brothers. So when we entered this room, we outnumbered the seats and even the beds that were in the room. So one of our sisters couldn't get a place to sit. And Brother Alfred was sitting. Then our sister went and sat on his line. Said, "My sister, get up. I have blood flowing in me. Get up. I have blood flowing. But some of us are careless. We rather invite the sister. Sister, sit here. Hello. Be careful then how you live. Not as fools, but as what? Wise. Where was Samson when his hair was cut off? Some of you brothers, I don't know, your head is somewhere. Though you are in church, your head is on some lady's lap. All that you are thinking about is hips and other things. Hello, be careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity, but be wise. I say wise up. Tell somebody sitting beside you, wise up. Apply the wisdom of God. Don't live anyhow. Be careful how you live. Amen. Verse 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. If something is not the will of God, know that it is not the will of God. And proclaim it as such. Don't play with fire. If you play with fire, fire will... Some of you ladies, oh, in fact, everybody says, it's not a virgin, they are laughing at me. I'm the only virgin. May you stand out. I said, may you stand out. 
if we are looking for people who stand out for Christ, may you stand out. Believe you me, it will not be easy. When you stand out, you will enter the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood for the Lord, but they ended up in the fire. But when you are in the fire, you will see the Son of God with you in the fire. I say you will see the Son of God with you in the fire. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7, the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Not a principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all your getting, get wisdom. In with all thy getting, also get understanding. In addition to knowledge, may you get wisdom. In addition to wealth, may you get wisdom. In addition to health, may you get wisdom. In addition to promotion, may you get wisdom. Because if you don't get wisdom, you will fool and you will misuse the blessings God has blessed you with. Be filled with wisdom. Tell somebody, be filled with wisdom. Hello, are you here? What is wisdom or the wisdom of God? This world has their wisdom. The system of this world have what they call wisdom. Wise up, meaning be smart. Do people, cut corners, practice under invoicing and over invoicing. These are the wisdom of this world. How can you drive a car you have not tested? How can you marry a woman you have not tested? Is the woman Asana? Hello? That is the wisdom of this world. The wisdom of God says that marry from the household of faith. And Samson decided that he will marry from outside the house of faith. And his own best man took his wife and ran away. If you marry a non-believer, may your best man take your wife and run away. Say amen. So that you will not suffer the consequences. All this time he didn't realize it. That danger is coming. God has delivered me from the danger. He grabbed that God and killed and was still killing. And he picked another one. And went, read the Bible, he picked another, another unbelieving women. Because our sisters have covered their body. You are not seeing, you are missing something. I say you are missing something. And because the worldly women have revealed everything, you think that is all. May I have a message? It's not all you see, that is gold. The green grass you are seeing, maybe it's carpet grass. It's nylon. It's synthetic. I say it's synthetic. I learned this day, some of our sisters even buy artificial hips and artificial things. And when you get inside there, they start removing. Then you will know. You will know what you're waiting for. Let's look at what is God's wisdom. Number one, Matthew chapter 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it has its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew 
and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. Very soon, some of you will be leaving school. You will face the real life. What you are building you, your life on, the challenges of life will reveal whether your life was built on the solid rock, the word of God, or whether you build your house on human philosophies, human ideas. Some of you young ladies are looking for young men who have cash. Let me tell you, some, not all, some of the young men who have cash today, they will be broke tomorrow. But some of the broke men today, if only you know the plan God has for them, you will tie yourself to them. You say, Charlie, brother, I will leave you. Wherever you will go, not me plus you. You lie back. I can see your future. Even the brother may not be seeing his future, but may you see the future of that brother. How will you know a brother who loves the Lord, a brother who builds on the solid rock, that brother has a future? Number two, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Or in other words, be filled with power. Somebody shall power. You see, you can't fight carnality with carnality. You can't fight carnality with your human flesh. You can't fight carnality with your human wisdom. You need the wisdom of God and you need the power of God. In the same passage, Ephesians 5, 18 to 20, the Bible says that, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. From 19 to 20, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Holy Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God, the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Today, I declare that the power of God will come upon you. You will cast out all unclean spirits. Any lustful spirit, any kind of spirit, may you cast them out. When they come your way, may you cast them out. My dear brother, Look at me. Look straight at me. I was talking to a young man on campus some years back. And he was with a young lady. I said, but you people, you are, you are children. I said, Pastor, have you seen a child on campus before? University of Ghana. We are not children. Do we have a feeding bottle on our mask? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For once, I thought you were children. So now that all of you are not children, and you don't have feeding bottles on your mouth, please look at me. Every young man, put your hand over here. Say in the name of Jesus. From today, any unclean spirit that will come upon you, I cast you out. I cast you out. I cast you out. From today, I will only use you for we we. Nothing else until I marry. In Jesus' name, say amen. You need the Holy Ghost to cast out certain things. Sometimes spells are cast at you. Young ladies, do you know that people do go to Juju men and fetish priests and malams looking for some power? They call it um, 
for, for, for girls. If you don't have power, dance passes power. Some spell. You will follow somebody sheepishly. You may think you are in love. No, the person has charmed you. And that charm will be for three days. And that three days, what they will do with you? Say in the name of Jesus. I receive power from above. Power from the Holy Ghost. Every unclean spirit, every spell that is cast against me, I cast them out. I drive them out. They shall not prevail. They shall not work. So that they will cast unclean spirits. Number two, so that they will heal all manner of sicknesses. Some of us, our own is not spirit. It is a sickness. We are a kakapipi. Hello? We are bayami bayami. One young lady said, Pastor, if I don't know, I always have mercy on men. When I see men who are going through hard time, they can't control themselves. Then it's like I'm being wicked towards them. So I'll just have mercy on them and give them my body. Foolish girl. What the other area? You need power to cast out all manner of sickness. He said, All manner of you are sick and you need healing. Don't live in denial. Come to your leaders. Come to your pastors. Say, Pastor, are they sick? Are they sick proper? What is wrong with you? Go to the hospital. Pastor, this one is not hospital matter. This one is pastor matter. May you heal my disease. May you heal my sickness. And you need that power. You need that power. Why the power? First and foremost, how do we get this power? Luke 24, 49. The Bible says that, and behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endowed with power from on high. You can't just be doing anything and receive power. You must pay the price. Tarry. Last week was Pentecost Day worldwide. They tarried for 50 good days. They were in one place, in one accord. Some of us, if even we are in one place, there will be what me wakame. You see what you have done? You are sitting on my chair. You are in my space. Etc. Etc. Thank you, my dear. Listen to me, brother. Listen to me, my dear sister. You need to pay the price. He tarried until power fell on them. May power fall on you. May you not leave this campus without power. Because there are all sorts of things happening out there. People are consulting all sorts of mediums. And you need power. Some of you where they will post you to do your national service. If you don't carry power, you will come back hanging your head. But if you carry power, you will overcome all the works of the enemy. And you will come back victorious. Give the Lord a round of applause. And this power is not for fame. This power is not for selfish end. This power is to help you be an effective witness. Jesus said to his disciples, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. You need power to be effective witness. Some of us can't even witness. We can't even tell somebody Jesus loves you because you don't carry power. But if you carry power, when you open your mouth, People will be born again. People will receive healing. People will be delivered 
from demonic and unclean spirits. Finally, not only do you need to be filled with the wisdom of God or be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, but you also need to be filled with the humility of Christ. If you want to overcome carnality, if you want to fight carnality, you need to be filled with humility. The humility of Christ. It is said that the very day you know you are humble, that day a seed of pride has germinated in you. Because you need others to tell you that you are humble. Some people think that piosity is humility. Piosity is not humility. Somebody keeping quiet doesn't mean that person is humble. Test the person and see. When you squeeze orange, what will come out? Orange juice. When you squeeze watermelon, what will come out? When we squeeze you, when we pass you through fire, then we will know whether you are humble or you are not humble. In Philippians, the Bible says that, Philippians 2, 3 to 11, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vacancy, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ, Jesus, who, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of the servant of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Lord, to the glory of God the Father. What is humility? According to Greg Johnson, the founder of Global Leadership Training, he said humility is submissiveness. Secondly, humility is teachableness. And thirdly, humility is gratefulness. Some of us, we are not submissive at all. In the passage we read, the last verse says that submit yourselves one to another as unto the Lord. Submission is a virtue. Sometimes married men, the only scripture they knew in the Bible is submit yourself. But read 21, it says that submit yourselves one to another. So young men, who are about to leave school to start life, when you marry, it's mutual submission. You two submit yourself to your own wife. Hello. And the Bible says love one another. So men are supposed to love and die for their wives. But women are also supposed to what? Love. So submission is for all. And it's a virtue. It will take you to higher heights. Same as teachableness. Some of us are incorrigible. We are not teachable. Nobody can correct us. Recently, a young lady came to me for counseling. When we started, I said, look, I can't counsel you. You even know more than I do. Please go to the right place. So we are unteachable. 
It's like you want to learn how to drive. And before we get there, you are telling the driver, if you want to learn how to drive, this is what you do. Gratefulness. Humility is being grateful. Humility is accepting that somebody taught you. Humility is accepting that somebody paid your school fees. Humility is accepting that when you came to school, somebody led you. Somebody was there for you. Humility is accepting the fact that you are not an island. The people around you made you who you are. So you are grateful to them. Hello. Ingratitude is the worst form of sin. This morning, I leave you with this story. Be submissive one to another. Be teachable. Open up yourself to learn and be grateful to the people around you. Even those who hurt you, it's all part of life. Be grateful to them because if not for some people, some of you, you will not take giant steps. You will live in your comfortable zone. But because somebody sacked you, you decided to try something. Today, it has put you where you are. Be grateful. Hallelujah. In conclusion, James chapter 14, the Bible says that, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Who will lift you up? Michael Atisu. Who will lift you up? President Daniel. Who will lift you up? President Akufuado. God himself will lift you up. May you position yourself in the sight of God in humility and he will lift you up. The opposite, I put it there, I didn't want to read it, but for the sake of the doubters, Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goeth before destruction and an haughty spirit before a fall. That will not be your portion. Say Amen. God bless you. This morning we've been looking at fighting carnality in these evil days or in these last days. And we said if we want to fight carnality, we first and foremost need to be filled with the wisdom of God. And we need to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And thirdly, we need to be filled with the humility of Christ. Please be on your feet as we pray. I want some song leaders to come help me in just one or two minutes. We want to sing, I surrender. I surrender all to you.